0: Up next on Inside Champ Car, Bill Snow, never late to grid. Up next on Inside Champ Car. Up next on Inside Champ Car. Or, or welcome to Inside Champ Car. I'm your host, Bill Strong. Brian is at the runoffs this week, and Tim Elliott is here alongside us, attempting to take over his place.
1: No, no. I don't want that spot. I'll fill it in.
0: <laughs> Bill Snow, or joining us tonight is Bill Snow with Rad Air Dodge Neon. Bill, how you doing, buddy?
2: I'm awesome. I'm on a podcast uh, live video with both of you two. I couldn't be better. Thanks for having me.
0: What's really awesome is it's nice and sunny with overclass overcast clouds there at Nelson Ledges.
2: Where you're at. It's always beautiful at Nelson Ledges.
0: Yeah, Fred won't let you into the track right now, will he?
2: Uh, No, probably not. (laughs) Speaking of (laughs) who... We can sneak around, though. Yeah,
0: yeah. Speaking (laughs) of who, Fred's there. Hey, Fred, how you doing, buddy? So, Bill, so um, Rad Air. Tell us a little bit about Rad Air. What is that?
2: Yeah, so Rad Air Complete Car Care, and sometimes we call it Rad Air because it started off as radiators and air conditioning. Ah. We have 10... 10 full service automotive repair facilities in Northern Ohio. That's the only place we exist in Northern Ohio, although we're trying to grow it, uh, been around since 1975. And, um, motorsports has been in our blood for a long, long time. And, um, we picked up a Dodge neon two and a half years ago and didn't enduro with it. And um, everyone said, let's do more of this. So we, we ended up, uh, doing a lot, a lot of work to that car. We picked up a second car, did a lot of work to that car. And now we're having fun in champ car.
0: Cool. Now, how did you get started in racing?
2: Uh, so it goes back quite a ways. So my father would uh, take me to uh, mid Ohio for, for all the pro stuff, all the vintage stuff, just to watch, just spectating. We'd go to the Cleveland grand Prix and I really got the itch started auto crossing. I had a 280 ZX in high school started autocrossing that with the SCCA in college. I started carting and then um, I picked crude uh, for a group of guys who campaigned an RX seven in the longest day at Nelson ledges. And afterwards they said, you have to come work for us on our former Atlantic team
0: work for us meant oh, wow. gopher. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Sweeping, that's it. Scraping tires, that kind of stuff.
2: Exactly. Wiping the car down with some, some four Oh nine. And, WD40. But anyways, that was a that was a great experience uh to see behind the scenes of what road racing was. And then um, you know, took a break for a while, got into autocross again after um when our kids were younger. I'm gonna give you the, I'm trying to keep this as short as possible. My young my oldest yeah. daughter started racing carts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh and what really what got me into road racing from behind the wheel was my daughter raced carts at uh, at pit race and when she was 12 she started she did really well a couple track championships a lot of podium finishes when she was wrapping up doing that as she was a senior one of the guys who was pretty much my age said hey can you help me build a cart sure you know uh and we did and then he said the same thing can you help me get a car ready for champ car and endurance racing and we campaigned a E30 and WRL uh champ car and then you know, just sort of morphed into a couple different teams and cars. And now we're doing it with rad air.
0: Very cool. Now you, you started out, I heard you, you're running Neons now.
2: Yes. Yeah. Two Dodge Neons. Uh, So if you remember during COVID, right. uh, Race cars and yeah. (laughs) Flatten the curve. The t-shirt worked. Yeah. Um, My business partner, came across a great deal on a neon, which was an ITA SCCA car. It came with a trailer screaming deal. Um, and that's, we kind of fell into that and we were continuing to stumble and fall along.
0: Cool. Hold on a second. I got to answer. So, you know, I've kind of got a promotion, so I, I have to do some stuff here real quick. Okay. <laughs> there we go. All right. So you, <laughs> So you – um, so the, why did you choose a Neon?
2: The price was right. Okay. Now – And I'll tell you – so here's real quickly. We have to answer that question every race weekend. Right. Everybody that stops by has a Neon story, and then they end it with, why a Neon?
0: Yeah. But <laughs> – so there was a Neon spec series. I mean, there was I – mean, they were raced all over the place. They said hi on the
1: back of it. I mean, they were – yeah, I ran that I ran the neon Challenge series for two races up at Road America two years in a row but they were doing like six or seven throughout the country and they had um they had 20 cars for actors and Alfonso Rivero I actually ate lunch with at Road America um America's funniest home video oh yeah uh, he was racing one of them um, and I mean they were cool cars 94, 94 96 and- I I the first in the nation that got an ACR package to race in SCCA race, which was a
0: really fast car. I mean, that's kind of goes along with like the Shelby charger GLHSs or the, the Omni, the Shelby Omnis, um, we were... the CSX. So, yeah.
1: And Hey, now I'm in champ car and the Miatas are whipping on everything. Yeah. Well,
0: <laughs> you know, it's a Miata. They, you know, you get enough of them, they can win something,
1: right? We were, beat them, man, we were beat.
0: <laughs> so the, uh, the neon so what what have you is it is yours an ACR or is it just a regular neon that's
2: no they they both started off as ACRs um and you know we've upgraded you know with with points of course right. um suspension exhaust oil cooler that was one thing we noticed was just oiling issues uh, at pit race last year so we've we've got those worked out and we'll be showing up there again in a couple of days um just you know we've done everything we can to to make them stout and and any failure point we came across, which has been many, we, (laughs) we found a workaround or a way to beef it up.
0: What's crazy is that Dodge actually built them to race, but not it's, you know, it, most manufacturers don't build them to race for as long as we race them for.
2: No 20, 30 minutes, 45, maybe. Yeah. You just gas them and go, you know, and it's like, I did do an SCCA race with, uh, with one of our cars last summer. And all you did was you ran it for 20 minutes, 25 minutes in a race, a couple practice sessions. And then all we did was sit sit outside the trailer in the shade. Yeah. That's it. You know, of course, you're putting it through, you know, 14 or eight hours or seven hours, and a lot more stuff is going to succumb to stress.
0: So, with most of the cars in this series, you guys, you see guys put on these like 345 tires, you know, super wide, 245, whatever, 15s. And uh, that was a huge. Uh, decrease in lap times when when cars started doing that. I don't really see the neons running extremely wide tires, it's, other than being front wheel drive and bearing issues. I mean, I don't, I don't know why.
2: Um, I don't know how much more we could stuff under there. Um, we're at 225 now. When we first started running it, um, gosh, I'm trying to think of pit race if we had. I'm pretty sure we had the 14 still, and we moved up to a 15. So I think that was a 195.
0: Wait, you could find we 14s.
2: Yeah. We can only find one tire. I think it was a six sixty. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's all we could find. So of course, moving to 15 yeah. gave us a lot more options. Six. <laughs> <Sorry>. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. But, and, and can you put 17s on that? Uh, I'm no. sure we
2: could find a way. They'd be rubber bands, but we'd, yeah, we'd squeeze them in there.
0: Yeah. Cause you build your suspension according because the tires part of the suspension too. You throw rubber mm-hmm. bands on it and that could seriously affect everything. Yes. So,
2: yeah. You know, and that's the one thing I love about racing too, is, you know, when we were still running the 14s, we'd show up to an event, you know, whether it be SCCA or track day or a champ car event and everyone would be giving us, Hey, you need to go here. You need to try this. We've run these, you know, four different tire variations. This is the one we found the best. I know we didn't get all their secrets, but that's again, one thing I love about motorsports and racing is everyone's willing to give you a little bit to help you get, you know, competitive. So that's that's why we decided on where we are with the with the 15s.
0: So, being that you're a front wheel drive racer and Tim's a front wheel drive racer, and I'm not a racer, um, you're you, a front
1: wheel drive. too. you ran a mini this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, but I, I did drive. I did race a uh, Shelby Charger GLHS. But you know, just mainly HPDE, not race HPDE and auto or Solo Two. Remember that. I did some oh, yeah. solo twos with it. Yeah. Now, um, is it harder to find, is it hard to find front wheel drive drivers in uh, you know, that can handle that kind of that car and drive it well? So that's what most of the drivers will say
2: is I've never done front wheel drive. They hop out of that. And like, this thing's a blast to drive. Yes. I had to make some changes to the way I approach things, right. but, um, and we did a 14 hour at nelson this year uh, this year with it Uh a gentleman with a z06 popped out and was like that's a freaking blast uh just Mid ohio we had a spec miata racer that was one of our one of our drivers he too came out with a huge smile i think there's a little bit of changes you know every driver's got to make but once they learn it that and tim can attest to this for whatever reason that neon is fun to drive right yeah, you'll, you're watching your mirrors because you've got people on both sides of you, but you're in those corners and you're just having a blast.
0: What's it? Does it weigh under 2,000 pounds?
2: No, nah, I think we're weighing in around 2,200. That's
0: still pretty light. Yeah. You know, so now, are you able to lighten it up more or is it just the reliability issues with it having too light?
2: No. So we have two cars, 975. Uh, we have some more weight reduction we can do on that one. The second car, which is 23. Uh, previous owner did a lot of weight reduction to it there's a, a couple things we can do but that one's pretty close to where it's where it's maxed out
0: i always look at you, you as an arriving you know you have arriving drive drivers you kind of want to make make it more reliable than you would if you had a set team cuz those guys know how to work on the car or deal with the car arriving drives kind of need to make it a little more robust
2: yes and uh you know and you sometimes if you don't know the arrive and drive driver, you don't know if there's someone that's willing to get their hands dirty mm-hmm. or put their feet up. Um, so luckily we've, we've known all of our, our paid guys and, and they're willing to get a little, little dirty if they need to. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was like uh and plus they're paying. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> you gotta, get I gotta pay
2: to work on a car with it. Yeah, where yeah exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah. We had a Porsche <laughs> cup driver like that. What you want me to work on it? It's like, dude, we all work on it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. So, Now, what, with that car, what's your favorite tractor race at? So
2: we've, uh, we've done Nelson, we've done Gingerman, Pitt and mid Ohio. Um, you know, Gingerman, I didn't get a lot of seat time in it as you may, as you, both of you may remember, uh, we were dealing with some different things during the week, but, um, you know, middle, middle Ohio was a lot of fun. And that's probably where I've had the most seat time in that, in that car. Um, yeah, I mean, it it can't compete on the the backstretch, but through the corners, it's pretty fun to, to wheel around. That's
0: 140 horse engine, 130 horse. Or my probably way off. Oh, it was (laughs) No, no,
2: it's not higher. Uh, it's probably lower. Um, we did, we did, uh, you know, just put some new bearings and some rings in it. OE stuff over the winter, but uh, I don't know why I have to qualify everything. Like reminding it, hey, it's within spec. It's OE.
0: That's all right. That's what you do in Champ Car. Come on, man. That, it's stock. Right. You always have to put yes. quotes around stuff. No. <laughs> or is that me?
1: They were they were stock at one hundred and thirty two horse.
0: Okay, so that's pretty funny because yeah. even for at the ACR is that the ACR wasn't that was closer to one eighty, wasn't it?
1: Oh, AC one thirty two. That wow. was all they would give.
0: <laughs> it's funny how, just a few you know a decade earlier, you know they were running the the Shelby or the the two point twos and two point fives with you know two hundred plus horsepower. So sure, but know, we could yeah. probably
1: be close to the same lap times as they were back then too because they handled better. The neon uh, better.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, yep. I'm just thinking back to my I, – I loved my Shelby Charger. It was just so much fun to drive. Once I learned – because I started out racing, a, um, doing track days with a uh, Corolla GTS. I autocrossed it the whole bit. That's what all right. those trophies that you can't see or, or plaques are. Um, way back in, you know, before you were born, Bill. Um, but <laughs> the uh, – the when I transitioned over to, over to the Charger – Way different driving. I, I was at Firebird Raceway. I remember going into one of the first corners after the long straightaway and I went to I lifted <laughs> as I went into the corner and just spun around multiple times. Next lap, did it again. They black flagged me, brought me in. I said, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. And a guy said, You've never driven front wheel drive, have you? And he said, Yeah, you power in, you know, slow in, fast out. And it's like, Oh, oh, that makes sense. Let me try that again and picked it right up. It cleared, yeah.
1: yeah. There's more than two positions on that throttle, too. You don't have to be fully off. You don't have to be fully on yeah. all the time. As long as you're applying power coming out of the corners, it'll pull you through. Yeah. Yeah. there's a fine line. You can actually get the rear ends to oversteer for oh, yeah. you, if you if you lift a little bit. But there's a fine line that it, it took me a long time to learn how to do that with the Neon back when I was running it. But I got pretty good at doing that, too.
0: The uh, I drove a Shelby Chargers or no, Shelby Daytona Turbo Z when they were as an 87 model, which I still think is probably one of the better ones and turbo two engine in it. But the suspension was just so sweet in that you could four wheel drift it and you could really hang the rear out on that guy and uh, just fun car to drive with those big two twenty five fifty fifteens on it, which are big tires in the day, you know? So. Yeah.
2: Why, why so many Dodges back then?
0: Well, I, <laughs> I'm a Dodge guy. I, I was always a Dodge guy growing up. We had a 68 Charger. Um, of course, my first car that I bought was a Vega. That's kind of like a Dodge, right? Um, <laughs> the, uh, I, I was in the Air Force. Across the street was a you know, the, the duty-free Dodge store, and so I got to see all the, the latest and greatest. My neighbor, I bought the Corolla and moved into a new house in Phoenix in Peoria. My neighbor was one of the guys that ran the Proving Grounds. Uh, the Chrysler proving ground. So I got to test drive all. He'd bring stuff home all the time. We'd go out in this little uh, area where they were building homes. Nobody was there yet. So we'd do, you know, slaloms and stuff through the through the neighborhoods with some really cool cars. A uh, experimental. Well, the pre Omni, the Shelby Omni with XXX on the dash. Um, a probably one of the fastest Dodges I ever drove was a K car. It's a Mexican registered K car with a 16 valve or 20, no, 16 valve Lotus headed 2.2. It may have been a 2.5, I couldn't tell, but it was badass fast. He took me a drive in the Lambo powered Daytona, the V8. That was pretty bad, badass. Um, got to see all kinds of cool stuff, but, uh, um, Then I went, oh, and after I got out of the Air Force, I went to work for a Dodge dealership. So that's kind of why, yeah, I kind of played around with them and we became a Shelby dealership. And I, being a car guy, they said, you know, you you start selling these and got to do car shows and take cars out and put customers in them and get them to buy the 15 chargers that we had left over from when we bought them from (laughs) another dealership, you know, because we were a brand new dealership. But it was fun, I know. you know. And I, I just fell in love with the Shelbys, and, you know, I kind of like that. You know, I, uh, the same thing happened with the Toyota MR2. I, I always wanted one. Test drove one when they first came out in eighty four, eighty five, And then um, February of 85, I think it was. And then I ended up buying one in ninety ninety seven finally. And uh, just never looked back. But I'd love to have it. I see these Shelby Charger GLHS popping up all the time for sale and they're pristine and i think oh i kind of want one but i remember all the problems i had with them and that kind of makes you think yeah you know so and what's funny is you know the guys that uh run the mustang in florida you know the one that doesn't race with us anymore the red one uh the cobra
1: oh yeah
0: they they were all dodge guys as well viper guys but then one of them i didn't realize was actually the shelby dodge automobile club president for a long time and uh, oh, wow. yeah, it was like whoa, I remember you, but um, but yeah, then the 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 neon came out, and that kind of was a replacement for kind of the performance stuff from Our, the Mitsubishi stuff, right?
1: Well, I, you know, the Mitsubishi was kind of always on its own. By the way, I never had a, I I'd never had a Dodge Neon. Oh yeah, the Plymouth. I had a Plymouth yeah. with the Plymouth sticker on the back. Uh, didn't they hide, didn't they, didn't they have
0: other, another manufacturers? Did, did Neon, just Plymouth, didn't Chrysler? It was just, just it
1: was, was just only Plymouth Chrysler. Had, oh, okay. The only, only yeah. difference was the hood badge. Ah. Uh, <laughs> only difference.
0: Yeah, my neighbor had, had one for years. i She's probably driven that thing 20 some odd years. It stops driving for a while, then I guess they fix whatever it broke, and she then takes, takes it back and forth to work, a little white one. So,
2: that's what we do at the racetrack, it races <laughs> yeah, exactly. for a while, it breaks, it breaks. and then we fix it and it races some it races more.
1: Again. So, I, uh, good. Quick, good. quick story. Okay, go ahead, Bill. Sorry, I, no, Tim, go ahead. I, I was just going to say, I'm very impressed with your team. Um, seeing you guys working at Gingerman and how you have everybody there was just like you said. Um, I, I guess every one of them were drivers or most of them, but having that many people around at a race like that is just incredibly well and hard to do. I mean, to, to do it as well as you do it. I am I'm very impressed. I love your team. I love, I love the way you run that.
2: Oh, thank you. Yeah. We, uh, we are very lucky with, uh, you know, a, a few of those are, are Rad Air employees and, and then friends of theirs and friends of the team. And, um, you know, I, I always say you, you are, you who you surround yourself with. And as we started to get to know our employees a little bit better, cause some of them were newer employees and getting to meet their friends. We're like, these are the kind of folks we want involved in our organization. And then as we were putting together the, the racing program, they gravitated to it. we said, okay, well, here are the expectations. Here's what everyone's going to need to do. Here's what you're signing up for. And, um, yeah, they, they love being at the track and they love helping out and, you know, we're getting to the point where everyone has assigned roles. So there's, there's no question when the car is done for the day, who's doing what, and, um, it seems to be working. So, yeah, thanks for taking, um, thanks for taking note of that. And, you know, we're, we use it as a little bit of a recruiting tool for the company as well. So, you know, we're a franchise organization, so each in- location is independently owned and operated, but any, any employee of any store is welcome to join the team and any capacity they want to do. And, um, yeah, it's, it's been working out. It's been a blast. So and think they, they keep wanting to do more.
1: Yeah, well, they're dealing with Jamker. I, I understand that.
2: <laughs> yeah. And we're, you know, it, people see, you know, even friends of their friends are starting to see, that seems like fun. I think I want to go to the track and hang out or maybe I can help crew, you know, at, at a future event. So we're loving it.
1: Yep. Awesome.
0: Brian's going to jump on waiting for him to come here guess he got set up so um
2: or he or he's watching and he says oh no no no, no. this is no this is not going he, how he, i wanted to go he, yeah that might be it
0: yeah <laughs> um collective Worse motorsports has said uh bringing one of those uh, neons to sebring we'd love to have another neon to race against so i guess they're running a neon down in, in sebring as well
2: oh yeah so I keep I keep look I forget when the uh, the next year schedule comes out. I was actually looking for it today cuz yeah, we, we've got yet. some business. I know we got some business travel coming up and I was trying to make sure it wasn't going to conflict with uh with the races next year. But uh the answer to Sebring is it is on our list.
0: Oh, very good. Now yeah. you're also what do they call these guys a pod wait, let me look this up podcaster you do late to grid.
2: Late to grid. Yes. What's what Uh, we are. So it's a podcast. I started, uh, we're in season three and, um, it was just, it was one of those things that I I kept wanting to do and finally just did it. And I just interview people like us average. Wow. I consider ourselves average, huh? Yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Average people who are involved in motorsports so they can share their journey. And my hope is that there's somebody listening that says, I understand it a little bit more. I can take my next step, whether right. that's their first step behind the wheel or it's they're advancing from a time trial to a track day or a, you know, wheel to wheel event. Um, yeah. And it's, uh, it's great. It's, it's funny. I'll, I'll meet people at the track. They're like, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a listener. I, I always say the same thing. Oh, so you're the one that listens. <laughs> um, yes, exactly. But, it, but it, yeah, it, it's great. Cause I've, I've gotten some good feedback just about, and say hey that story helped me in this way right
0: so we're joined by brian bolanski who is live from the <laughs> vir scca runoffs how you doing brian yes I am. how you doing I, i'm struggling
3: no oh, i'm sure you're doing great <laughs> i don't know if i have enough bandwidth to stay with you for a long time here but i figured if i can i just jump in and and uh and join you guys for a few minutes and and uh, no, no, but I, it's not because I thought it was going off the off the rails. <laughs> it's not the reason I came in. Hi, Brian. So,
2: how you doing, Bill?
0: Good. Hey, Brian. So, have you been? To the, have you done the runoffs there, Bill?
2: I have not. And at this rate, who who knows? <laughs> it's always been something I thought about, but I was actually thinking about it today because I have this E production RX7, which. I've just been doing test days with it, figuring stuff out. And as I was seeing everyone's feed today, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I think that was the goal is to try to get to runoffs, maybe next year.
0: Yeah, what sucks is If you need
3: some suggestions on that EPROD RX7, I got the guy to hook you up with, Austin Bradshaw. He's running an EPROD RX7 this, this week uh, here at the runoffs, and
2: uh, he could be one of the front runners. Ah. Uh. I just want to make the show. So, yeah, I appreciate that. We'll have to, we'll have to connect up.
0: Yeah. What's crazy is that uh, the, you know, it's, it's right next door to me and I started this racing with, you know, the idea of doing that, do going to the runoffs. And it finally comes up here to VAR, but I'm now long into uh champ car. So, but you never know.
3: Well, it it's not going to be at VIR next year. This no, is our it's last like year
0: next year, right? Yeah
3: correct yep yep we rotate next year yeah
0: so bill the um you know your car do you think it'll qualify for the national championship dark seven no you're uh no the champ car national championship at nca oh. next
2: year i don't even what's involved in that
0: uh you got to pay a lot of money I'm kidding. (laughs) I know. I know a guy.
2: (laughs) Let me talk to some sponsors. I'll be get right back to you. There you
0: go. Now uh, we uh, just basically just run races and finish well, and uh, we have top seventy five go and yeah,
2: yeah. uh, That would be the goal. Yes. Yeah. So we got a late start this season. Um, You know, we we started the year, the calendar year off with with two cars and a lot of goals and. A lot more work than we expected. We didn't we didn't run the first race until June. Um, not with not with champ. Um so we we lost a lot of a lot of time this season. But as I keep telling the as I, I hope they're not watching, I keep I keep dragging them along with the guys. It gets easier. Yeah. Um so you know, over this off season, uh we should be ready to hit uh hit racing early next year and get lots of races in and good. work towards that championship. Good,
0: good. Yeah, NCM I think would be a good track for that Neon. It's uh it's tight in spots and you can open it up a little bit, but it's not so wide, you know, so open up like like Road America where you really have to have a lot of horsepower to do it. So
2: Yeah, I was so I've never been I've been outside the facility, not inside, but I was mm-hmm. reading on the forums today everyone's comments about about NCM and uh yeah, it looks like a lot of people love it and can't wait to get there.
0: Yeah, there's a few that kind of That's my only win with the MR2. So, yeah, Uh, that was fun. Good place. I did win with a with a mini recently, but that's a different story for a different day. Brian, you got any questions?
3: No, I. I, So, am I hearing the breaking news that NCM is a national championship next year?
0: We talked about that earlier, didn't we? Oh no, that was when Chelsea and I did the show. Yeah, that was yes, yes, yes. (laughs) NCM is a national championship next year. Yeah, it's a a secret. Don't tell anybody. You'll get me Uh, fired.
3: It's just. It's just the four of us here. Nobody's yeah. watching. Nobody's watching.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some guy named Fred and John and, you know, yeah. Ed, you know,
3: the so. usual suspects. Yeah. yeah. So,
0: Well, thanks, Bill. Uh, do you have any sponsors you want to, you want to thank?
2: Yeah, we have a few uh, different sponsors on the, the neon. So, uh, First, the one that everyone loves, when we there's two that everyone love when we get to the track, and that's the Hoppin' Frog Brewery in Akron, Ohio. We're going to be bringing some of our radar racing beer for the potluck at Pit Race. Cool. And then we have Heritage Coffee, which uh, developed a special brew for us called Full Throttle, because those, those mornings at the Champ Car events can be a little brutal, so we need yeah. something to wake us up. Uh, but then we have Wrapped by SB, Hawk Performance is doing our pads. Um, boy, see, I'm going to I'm going to forget some, uh, juice media is doing our, our, um, our, uh, pictures and, uh, track first has been a great, great supporter and Fulton sign and decal has been a great supporter as well.
0: So what kind of value do you add to the, um, to the arrive and drive guys? Do you, uh, help coach them out?
2: Uh, It's funny. Uh, we're getting the benefit of the folks that are renting the seats. So we, uh, so far, most of the folks, including, uh, one for pit race have way more laps than we do. Oh.
0: Um,
2: so they're bringing, they're bringing us a lot of, Hey, I think we got to try this. Why don't you do this? Let me watch some of your video. Let me go and watch you in the turns. We're, we're, we're actually getting value from them, which is great. Um, you know, and then folks that do, uh, and but we, don't get me wrong. We have some great experienced drivers on our team too, that, um, that can offer some coaching and help too. Uh, But when someone rents a seat with us, it's the full weekend. You get the test day. We bring all the food. Of course, the delicious beer and coffee I mentioned earlier. Uh, They don't have to do anything other than show up. And if they don't want to get their hands dirty, you know, we don't expect them to. Um, And we'd like to have a great time.
3: Cool. So, Bill, when you bring on a driver with that extra experience who could actually add value to the team, does that – figure into your your cost of of what you charge a driver when you know they're going to be able to help you out with that kind of
2: stuff? It's not. It's something we're going to consider, but it's sort of something we didn't even think about. Um, you know, they just show up, they start coaching us, you know, we start doing some video sessions. And it's like, wow, this is great. Um we did set our pricing a little lower this year because, you know, this is our first full season, you know, we don't have a whole lot of street cred. Um So if anything, I guess they got the benefit of that. But um, yeah, it's been a nice, it's been nice to have those folks give us some some good advice. That's pretty cool.
3: Yeah, I I always like to have someone on there who I knew was better than the rest of us. You know, someone someone very wise once told me, if you're the smartest guy in the room, you're in the wrong room. So
2: (laughs) great. If if I'm the fastest, if I'm the fastest guy on the race team, I'm on the wrong race team. Right. And the one thing about, you know, a lot of teams you see in the champ car paddock, uh, there are very few egos. and um, Really? <laughs> <laughs> I are, said they, most are they of race car the drivers? <laughs> yeah. Um, no, he's right, though. At least, yeah, at least from what we've come across. So where I'm going with this is, you know, we can bring someone into our team or, or even at Mid-Ohio, we had some people visit our garage. Um, I guess that was Saturday night. Know, one guy's under the the hood and under the dashboard, helping us get our pedal adjusted. Hey, you guys, could do a little bit better with this. You know, we're we're always open to ideas. If if there's a better way to do it, let's hear about it, and then we're going to share it with the next person that we see can benefit from that too. And that's one of the things I really love about this uh, this sport.
0: I know that's one of the reasons the uh, race directors tend to lump you guys together in the paddock, kind of put you you know, if we assign paddock, and then on the uh, pit lane as well, kind of put you close together because. Yeah, you might need some help and a lot of times that happens
2: yeah exactly
0: well bill bill snow from rad a- is it rad air rate it
2: however you say it it's great car care so okay. rad air rad air yeah. we like it both there we, we say it both ways
0: so rad air for up in ohio hopefully uh getting out of there soon huh
2: we uh, yeah we the expansion efforts or heading the pa either way we are uh, we are on the move there you go but uh yeah you know and i'll give a, another quick plug here so um you know one of the things that, that we realize there's a lot of folks in motorsports that might want to own a shop and that's another reason why we do this is to rub elbows with those folks that want to leave corporate life and become a franchisee and have fun and and life in the fast lane but yeah we're looking forward to hanging out with everybody at pit race we'll be uh we'll be there thursday evening and we'll start let, putting some laps down Friday
0: afternoon. Very cool. We'll see you in a couple of days. Thanks, Bill. Yeah,
2: for sure. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Uh, thank you. All
0: right. I don't have a commercial to go to because I just got home, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, you can go ahead and X out and uh, we'll talk with Brian and, and Tim. All
2: right. Hey, thanks for having me on. Hey, guys. Have a thank great you, night. Bill. All yeah, right. Take, take care,
0: Bill. Here, Bill. See you guys. Let me get rid of this. As you know, we're professional and all.
3: Yeah. Well, I'm on my my high end classy motorhome background set.
0: I'm surprised. Yeah, I'm man, I want to hang out with you. You got a motorhome.
1: That, that looks pretty <laughs> <interesting> there, Brian.
0: <laughs> motorhome. I've never well, Doc and I had a toe behind for Petit Laman. So okay, you know, that's like a motorhome, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Sure. It's all the same. Yeah.
3: It's all the same. <laughs> So, yeah, this is the one event I I get to rent a motorhome for. So
0: So, uh, we were – so as as you probably just heard, I just got home from uh, Texas. Uh, Ray and I got home today. Uh, The other staff seemed to got home on Monday. But Have uh, you talked about this yet? No, we haven't talked about anything. So we were at a race called Harris Hill, and uh, great little race. Um, Let me pull up uh, who won, where, when, why. I wasn't ready for this. (laughs) <laughs> um, like I said, I, so I got home or Thursday, my wife or Thursday or Friday, my wife calls and says, Hey, she's got the fuse panel up with the phone going. And she says, uh, you know, um, which, uh, which one of these controls the water heater? Cause we have no hot water. And I'm just like, Oh, Oops. this isn't good. You know, or Friday, it was Friday during practice. So mm-hmm. yeah. So that's not a good thing when your wife calls you when you're half a half a country away. And so yeah. So I worried about that all weekend. And uh, so then the race started, the Texas Grand Prix at Harris Hill. We started out with eight hours on, uh, on Saturday, nice, gorgeous day, 68 degrees in the tower, 106 right. degrees outside the tower and uh, lone star racers and their 2008 Mazda MX five takes the win. Um, it was close. It was back and forth. Uh, love racing was trying to catch them. Autospec, was up there a few times. in effective team racing again, doing really well. Um, in fourth place, Mac Racing in fifth, Touchstone down in uh, sixth place, and Cross Canyon Racing in seventh. Why not Racing improving? They're getting better and better as time goes by. Here in f- in eighth, Reposa Reposa Reposito Reposito Racing. In when uh, their Miata in ninth and Federan Motorsports all the way from Arizona in tenth place, um, uh, but yeah, it was a good race. Uh, the hindsight was there. We did have a fire. We had a uh, uh, we went red flag. That's the lady. Uh, their Nissan caught on fire. Uh, they were put out quickly. Looks like they'll be able to get that car back pretty quick. They did have a uh, an issue, so kill switch. When it caught fire, some of the, yeah, their, their kill switch didn't kill everything. And, um, you know, Did when we test them, it shut the car pump. off. Possibly. But what happened was there was still power applied somewhere. When those wires melted together, it applied yeah. power to the fuel pump. So, oh. you know, and, and, and I'm going by an assumption based on information I heard, it could be totally wrong. But you got to think about what, you know, what could happen if your car catches on fire. You have to cut yeah. the power everywhere. So, you know, that fuel pump needs to shut off. They had a crack in the in the fuel rail on that Z car. So it it uh yeah. It sucked. Yeah, that that's bad. Yeah. So um they driver got out, fire system went off. Um, they were using the lifeline, the older lifeline system and uh they put it out and there's video up on the web. I don't know if it's public yet, but they shared it with us. So we were able to see and kind of look at how, how things went. So everything worked. But they have they sent me a message saying, you know, um, we're going to change some of our safety items, the way they work and the way they're located and stuff. And it's like, okay, you kind of learn sure. from this. And, you know, you got to think about that too. So um, we then go on to Sunday and uh, seven hours at Harris Hill. It was a little windier, a little more overcast. And a little less heat at 103, and uh, Touchstone Racing um, takes the win. Love Racing in second. Maximum Talent, I just got Mini that. Cooper, yeah, and uh,
3: a little less heat at 103.
0: <laughs> yes, a little. And uh, again, it was 68 in the tower, so that was always good. Uh, Federal Motor, like, huh?
3: I just did. Didn't Rick Springfield write write a song about that, Hot Blooded, or something?
0: <laughs> no, it's Lover Boy, isn't it?
3: Oh, Lover Boy. Yeah, Lover Boy. <laughs> Probably should get those two mixed up. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Sorry, lover boy. <laughs> That's all
0: right. Rick Springfield was a lover boy, from what I hear. Uh, That's what I hear. Yeah. Mac racing in fourth. Federer and Motor, Motorsports in fifth. Siamo Tutti Paluti Pilati, whatever, in sixth. Cross, Cross Canyon racing in seventh. Off the chain racing in their Miata in eighth. And Mr. Hanky in ninth. Reposito racing in tenth. So, good Is that
3: hanky like what you blow your nose into or hanky like let's not be hanky here wasn't
0: there a mr hanky somewhere in some show somewhere park south park oh, there south you park. go there you go yeah <laughs> so
3: i was more of a beavis and butthead guy
0: yeah yeah me too so yeah so yeah. then uh after the race we packed up jimmy sent jimmy home jimmy went the southern route um
1: and Ray, avoided
0: the, and wished, Ray, yeah. Ray and I decided to go North and, and uh, wished you would have gone South. We wish we'd gone South. So we, we stopped for dinner, got some great videos, some lightning and, and uh, some pictures and stuff, and then headed out on the road. And we got attacked by hail at about 70 miles an hour. Or so pulled off the road, um, waited for that storm to pass. And okay, now we can continue. Got on the road again. Um, just little hail, nothing big. And, my phone starts going out little warnings here and there about extreme thunderstorms. And we were just seeing just massive lightning over Dallas. And I'm like, you know, playing navigator, you know, I always have fun doing that. But uh, I say, you know, if we get off of 35, because this is going to put us right in the middle of the storm. Once we get on the bypass for Dallas, and it looks pretty terrible there. I'm seeing three inch and three and a half inch hail being reported and that kind of stuff. So we get off this little road, we start haul, hauling ass towards Texarkana and unfortunately, we get the first town we or the second town we get to trees are down everywhere. people are outside with flashlights looking at their property. I mean it's pretty bad. Nobody can get through. So we take a side road, we're trying to take another route. Again, can't get through cars, uh, uh, power lines across the roads and fire trucks blocking everything. And we kind of we go down this one road. We see it looks like a car has been tumbled through a dryer multiple times. People are working on it. You know, we just hauled ass out of there. Got back out to the highway. Thirty five. We go on. I'm like looking at the the storm box, you know, where they're telling you these are the warning area. I'm like, well, if, you know, and Ray and I are making decisions and and kind of voting on it. What do you think? What do you think? And we both agree. Let's just stop here. We pull off the freeway in Texas. They have these little access roads on the side. We pull off, we pull off, you know, and the cars at a kind of an angle as we pull off the side of the road. We park there and we're looking for, you know, power poles, none around us. So we're good to go. And it starts sprinkling. And then all of a sudden, my phone just goes nuts, and the box moves over us, and red moves over us, and it's not good. And all of a sudden, it's like, you know, the storm is moving. I'm in the passenger seat looking, I think, north. So the the storm is supposedly on the radar moving left to right. All of a sudden, right. everything comes from the right, and just... Hell broke loose, basically. Anything in that farm field that was next to us and the trees that were helping to protect us suddenly became right up against my windshield, you know, my window. The window's shaking, wind and, and everything's going to the side, and we realized we're in a tornado. And the car's being jacked up in the air, you know, jumping up and down just like they do in the movies. And all of a sudden we hear a snap and the power pole behind us breaks. The cables come over. Onto the court. Now we're in a Corvette, a, a C six, a soft cop Corvette. convertible Corvette. The yeah. power line or the the power lines come down, and it my head is here. If you look uh, on the pictures we have, uh, it lands right about where my head is, and scoots across and goes and it catches itself on his mirror on the pa- on the driver's side mirror and is held up by the hood. The trunk, the mirror, and the a pillar. The car's shaking like crazy. It's just insane. Um, And when they say it sounds like a train, yeah, I've never heard anything like that. Even a train just sounds really safe compared to this. Um, Everything is coming in at my window. The window's moving in and out. Rain and and grass and everything is flying in on me, and I'm just like, I'm getting wet, you know. But and and (laughs) but you know, it's then I realize you know what's happening. And, uh, I, we ducked down, I ducked down as low as I can in that car. And I told Ray to do the same thing. And he, he kind of gets down. Ray doesn't have his shoes on. He's just driving barefoot. And you know, that power line, as soon as that power line came down, he pulls out his phone and, uh, starts dialing nine one one, you know, don't get out of the car and you know, all that stuff that we already knew. Um, and he, uh, he's talking to the nine one one folks And then it, I want to say the next thing that happens is there's a lightning strike. The wind picks up again and the pole in front of us breaks and it comes crashing down and the whole car jumps up in the air again from the, the weight of the wires and everything. And it's like, holy crap, more sparks flying and, you know, against the car against, uh, everywhere now. Then the hail comes. <clears throat> now, mind you, we had quarter-inch hail, maybe lead nickel-sized hail earlier. And that was crazy. That I'd never been in that before, anything that big. This was fifth size. So I, I suspect, like, baseball size. It was huge. And it's hitting the car, sounding like a bass drum. Um, Ray said, it sounds like Motley Cruz outside. You know, just boom, boom, boom. <laughs> and, you know, <clears throat> so... Um, Now, mind you, during all of this, Ray and I are acting like two grown adults, sounding like two screaming girls, let us out of here, help (laughs) save us. Um, I honestly thought we were going to die. It was that crazy. Um, Mm. Never been anything like that before. Never want to be in it again. Um, The hail was just, you know, Ray put his hand, you know, I put my, I did the duck and cover thing. You know, we learned in grade school in Southern California. And protect my head in case some something came through the the top. Ray was telling a story earlier during that little ice storm that uh, you know, he had been told a story about a a big chunk of ice that fell out of the sky on this guy's car. And it's just like, you know, no way. And that's all I could think about when this stuff's falling. And it's hitting the windows, and we're waiting for the windows to break and bust out, and they don't. It's crazy. Ray puts his hand up on the top and gets hit with a a big hailstone, and it it bruises his hand. It hurts him pretty bad. Bunch of lightning around us, big flashes of uh, explosions on the ground, which was crazy, never seen that before. And then, boom, you see a ball of light going down the the wire. And I want to say, to me in my head, I still remember it in slow motion, but I know it was traveling fast. And it came across the, <clears throat> the window. And I just saw this ball just travel right beside the window. And Ray, like, tensed up. <clears throat> he got zapped, <laughs> foot on the pedal type thing. And uh, he hurt the next day from, uh, I guess, all his, you know, he got tasered basically. And <clears throat> the, uh, you know, again, we're scared shitless. It's, it's, this is beyond anything he, him and I have ever been in. We've been in hurricanes. This was way worse. Yeah. And, uh, you know, then it kind of died down and stopped. And just a few minutes after that thing, and the, the firemen rolled up and they, they said that there was like this blue aura around the Corvette, like a glow.
3: Now that was just you, Bill.
0: Just my smiling face. There's a picture of me and Ray in the car. All you see is our eyeballs like, oh, let us out. <laughs> Save us. Save us. Mr. And you fireman. never rolled video.
3: That's my. You, you didn't roll video through any of this.
0: I called my kids.
3: Oh, so okay. I,
0: I, yeah, I wanted to talk to my family. Um, All right. the problem with that is that I talking to my wife earlier. I said, that was probably not the best thing to do. You know, you're, you're my daughter, my son just hung up. My son didn't, I, I don't think he understood what was going on. Cause he gets up super early in the morning and, um, uh, my daughter, uh, uh, yeah, she stayed on with us. her smiling face helped me. But then I realized, you know, talking to my wife is like, what if I'd actually died? My daughter would have seen that. Oh, <laughs> you know, socks, yeah. So, um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't roll any video. I, I should, I later on, I thought I should have gone to Facebook live cause that's normally what I would do, but I didn't yeah. do it in this situation. The, um, so the, you know, the fireman you know, basically told us don't get out of the car and then backed up like a mile and the cop backed up a mile. We're just sitting there. It's like, Oh, you know, what are we going to do? So they, uh, the electric guy suddenly showed up. He helped, you know, they, he just started touching wires and doing stuff and, you know, it's crazy. Firemen came back up and they're like, we're not touching that. It's Cause he's like, help me pull this off. So they, they ended up, we, we maneuvered the Corvette enough to get the pressure off the lines enough to where they could lift it over the mirror. And then we were able to get the Corvette out and come out and shake and hug everybody. And, and, uh, that was pretty awesome. They, we decided to, uh, cancel our hotel. We'd had in, in uh Texarkana I called up Hilton and said, um, we're, uh, we're in a tornado and uh, we're kind of trapped and I'm not going to be able to make it to your hotel. Cause normally they don't cancel it like four hours, you know, right. two hours away. So uh, they were like canceled it and they were really cool about it. It's um, cool. Yeah. So we got a, another Hilton hotel right down the road and stayed there. And then, uh, then we hit a bunch of traffic coming back and we did have some electronic issues. He's having some electronic issues with the car. So I do remember when that ball of lightning came down, the radio getting really bright you know, the, the lights on the radio. So, you know. Did my, it
3: look a little like the uh Back to the Future when they hit the eighty eight point six miles oh, yeah. per hour and-
0: <laughs> No, but uh yeah it, it's you know Sorry I already been <laughs> off the back wheels at that point. <laughs> yeah, I was you know, I'll tell you what, we were scared scared to death. Well, um one of the one of the things that um I do remember was just trying to duck down as low as I can and hoping to God there's Kevlar in this door. You know, I, I just remember seeing those movies of cows flying through the air and, you know, buildings and, you know, and witches yeah. and stuff, and just hoping that, you know, nothing's going to come through this window. That's what I was waiting for. Something to come flying through the window. That's how f- much the air was moving. Um, yeah. And yesterday we were finding brush and grass and all kinds of stuff, just in places you wouldn't normally find brush and grass. Unfortunately, it damaged his car. I mean it it burnt the, the flash burnt all the chrome off the door handle. I mean it just it's wow. it's crazy. And you know, burnt into the fiberglass and the paint. Um it did cause some damage. It sucks. Well so But you
3: know what? The both of you are fine. Yes,
0: and that's what we said. We are both and alive. You've, you've lived
3: to fight another day. Yeah. And huh? uh and insurance will buy him a new Corvette.
0: Yeah. I, I just you know, I always wanted to do that. Storm chasing? I thought that'd be cool as hell.
3: Yeah. See, their goal though is to not get caught in the tornado, just to get really close.
0: (laughs) I I say completely no way, no way in hell will I ever do that. That's it's uh, yeah, not my thing anymore.
1: That's a different kind of crazy, Bill. Racing is good enough for us.
0: Yes, racing is not crazy. But we made it home. Um, got my water heater f- kind of fixed. I gotta do some more stuff tomorrow. I got a small leak, gotta fix it. I'm not a plumber, by the way. But uh um got gonna but fix you it. Play it on the internet? Huh? Do you play a plumber on the internet? Just YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> yep. uh, that's in those those uh porn videos that I was used to star in back in the seventies. So yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Did I ruin your show, Brian? Sorry. <laughs>
3: Oh, bill, bill, bill. Sorry, Chelsea. Hey.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Brian, you're, you're at the runoffs. Um, I am. any predictions on, cause it's not just one race you have like 300 so it's, races. It's,
3: no, no, it's not that many. Um, 450 drivers, 24 national championships. So, wow. uh, qualifying is, uh, three days of qualifying today was the first day. Um, and then, um, so, a third of the races are Friday and then a third on Saturday and a third on Sunday. And uh, when all is said and done, there'll be, like I said, 26 either new or repeat national champions um, across all of our, our classes. And, and unlike Champ Car, we, have, uh, we also do the open wheel classes. So um, we've got, I think, six or seven of those and a couple of prototype classes. Um, in addition to all of the cars that people would normally see, possibly at a Champ Car race, so um, good time should should be had by all.
0: <laughs> How do you qualify so, for the runoffs?
3: Um, it's a comment. There's a couple of different ways. Um, you can go through what we call the Super Tour route, which is uh, ten weekends um, all across the country, everything from Sebring to Portland, um, and and everything in between. Sebring, uh, Coda um road america vir uh thunder hill portland um road america i'm sure i'm missing one or two um so that's a uh, 10 10 weekends 20 races and uh the top certain percent qualify through that route um, and then you can also qualify through your local races by division so the secca is broken up into i think it's six divisions now uh northeast southeast west packs north whatever all that kind of stuff um and uh if you are in the top 50 percent of your class in your division Mm -hmm. you get an invite as well so um
0: so you just can't buy your way in you just can't show up and pay your money and get in
2: hear that believe it or not summer is just around the corner luckily armor all america's most trusted auto appearance brand has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. Armor All, Less work, more clean. Terms apply.
3: No, no, you actually have to, you have to do some stuff to get there. So, and, and in some classes, 50% is not necessarily hard to do. There are classes that are much easier to qualify than others. You know, but we'll we'll probably have sixty five or seventy spec Miatas starting a twenty five minute or a forty five minute race to win a national championship. You know, so and then we have other classes that are going to have ten or twelve cars in it. Some of the some of the lesser subscribed
0: classes. Right now, does does the Seca move things around year to year to maybe combine cars to make more fields or bigger fields? Um,
3: Sometimes you know it, it. You know it's it's a it's a dance. You know everybody wants to have their own class. They don't want to give up their class. Um, um, you know they work hard to get their car into that class. And um, and when you try to combine them, somebody always is unhappy. As as I'm sure you know. Oh yeah. There's always somebody unhappy. Um, but uh, but this is our last year at VIR for for now. Uh, we moved to Road America next year for a couple of years and then. They haven't announced beyond Road America yet, but they, they've been rotating um, with two or three-year contracts for the last 10, 15 years or so now. Um,
0: so, so with well, with SCCA, you're running usually against cars that are in your speed bracket. It's not yes. like us where it's anything goes. So they're, at Road Correct. America, a certain car will have a big performance advantage over like Tim Elliott's uh, VW versus in the, the Opal, but... Right. Um, but
3: they won't be classed together, but
0: they won't be classed together. Yeah. So, well, that's cool. And yeah, they, and they do 30 minute races, 40 minute races,
3: the national championship races, I believe are 45 minute races. Okay, cool. So, um uh, all sprint races, no pitch, no, no pit stops. The only time you stop for, in the pits is if there's a downpour and then, uh, and then we get to giggle and watch people try to try to change tires in six minutes or less. Um, which is, uh. In, in our form of racing, comic relief, because uh, we don't do pit stops very often.
0: So, so I saw people talking about VAR, the storms that were here, and about, yes. I guess, people are out practicing, I guess, Miatas practicing during the rain.
3: Yeah, could have been. Um, I was not here. I was in still in California at the time. Uh, But, you know, this is the second year in a row, Bill. Your fine state of Virginia has delivered us a tropical storm at the runoffs. Yeah. yeah. Last year, we had it during race days. um, And that was one of those tropical storms that got here and then just decided to stay for the weekend. Um, This year, the tropical storm showed up on Saturday and it was done in like six hours. So. um, So do all the classes get a
0: choice to use rain? I mean, they can use rain tires, right?
3: Sure. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And if if a race starts in the dry um, and there's a downpour, stewards will stop the race for for I think it's 10 minutes to let everybody come in. And if they have rain tires, they can change to them. They don't have to. Um, uh, But if the race starts wet, you have to make a choice. You know, you want to go out on rains. You want to go out on dries, depending on how wet it is. And some people lose and some people win in those decisions.
0: Do they have a spec tire for those or is it just anything you can bring anything with a certain tread wear, tread rating?
3: So it depends on the class. So all of our spec classes have spec tires. So spec Miata, B spec, spec racer Ford. Um, I think that's all of this. Oh, uh, uh, Formula Enterprises 2 is a spec class. Um, That's an open wheel spec class. Uh, So all those cars have a spec tire. Pretty much everything else is an open tire and um, with some limitations by class. So right. um, the touring cars are all on DOT tires. Um, the uh, production cars are all on slick tires. Um, so I suppose you could run production on a DOT tire, but that wouldn't be the fast way to
0: go. Now, I had looked at running IT, and I think a lot of our oh. champ cars are in IT. Do, do the IT cars get to run at the national championship?
3: They They do not. Improved touring is a regional only class. Um, it was improved touring was created because back in the day, showroom stock the cars were six had a six year limit, and once the cars got to year seven, it was no longer eligible for showroom stock. All the people had these race cars and no nothing to do with yeah. them. So SCCA created IT as a place to take those cars and play with them, um, but did not make it. And to this day, has never made it a a national class. Um, and for a long time, the IT cars were what was keeping regional racing going. Right. In the SECA. Uh, huge fields. We ran an IT, uh, an ITB CRX. I ran an ITC Honda Civic. And, um, you know, when the ITB ITC race, in some places, we'd have 50 cars.
0: So, you wh- know, why don't uh, they do that? Why don't they allow it?
3: They still, you I mean in, in, in the national yeah, class? Yeah. So in theory, the minute you start trying to race for national championships, everything gets more expensive. You know, you're going to spend more money on tires. You're going to spend more money on motors. You're going to need more people to police it because now people may want to cheat a little bit more. Right. Um, so the idea is to keep it as close to low cost racing as possible.
0: And IT has um, way bit more types of cars. Yes. Yeah. Okay.
3: Everything from 944 Porsches and ITS to uh to the ITC Honda Civic from 1988
1: that's how I got into road racing was IT with a ITA um, GTI rabbit initially yep. and I went to an ITV Scirocco after that yep. and then I moved up to Nationals and went to the neon yep. so yep, yep. Good set, a good, a good buddy of
3: mine ran an ITV golf sure for a long time and we did the uh we did the 24 hours of Moroso in that car. And, um, um, he actually, he still races that car out of, uh, uh, Pittsburgh area. And, um, that's a really well-sorted Volkswagen Golf. Um, and, uh, but yeah, so, and, and there are parts of the country where IT is still pretty popular out on the West coast. We don't, we don't ever get any IT cars. Very, very rarely. Everyone has taken their cars and moved them into either H production, um, Uh, or um, you know all of the Hondas, and um, um, yeah, all of the Hondas can go into age production. They've they've found a place for all of the IT cars to convert to a national oh, okay. class if they want to. Well,
0: so, cool.
3: and a lot of folks have done that. So, yeah. which has killed IT racing in some parts of the country.
0: Right. Right. Uh, well, that's, that's cool. I didn't know that. It's it's uh, well.
3: Something. And the other thing that's happened is there really aren't any regional races anymore. So, um it used to be where there were regional races and national races. And so and and the regional car only cars could not race in national races. Oh. Uh, they would just didn't they just didn't even invite them basically essentially. Well, now we have basically divisionals and nationals uh, or divisionals and majors and and super tours um but there's no delineation between the two classes the only place that they don't really invite the the it cars is to the super tours okay um they can still come to the majors they're just not earning points to go to a national championship um so so there really isn't the regional only some regions have a pretty big series and they try to to do more of that kind of stuff but there technically aren't regional races anymore in the scca
0: well they also do their their endurance series
3: Yes. Yes. It's, it's, it's slow to start. Um, did not have the, the best of starts, uh, but they are, uh, they, they've kept the concept together and a lot of individual regions are putting on their own um, endurance races, whether or not that comes back to a national series or not. I'm not certain at this point. So
0: they're not doing um, it at, at the runoffs. No endurance. Stuff. No,
3: no, there's no endurance. stuff. There's no time when you're running 24 races to get any kind of endurance. Uh, Although sometimes the spec Miata race feels like an endurance race (laughs) with a bunch of full course cautions, but, um, I shouldn't pick on the spec Miata guys.
0: So spec Spec Miata, we have a lot of champ car drivers that run in that, in that race. Um, we we recently had a race or was it recently? Yeah, we recently had a spec me out a race there. Wait, it may not have been spec me out. It may have been the other MX5 Cup or something. But it's always fun watching that at VIR. We see some really interesting passes. We see some just a uh, lot of bumping and grinding and
3: interesting passes. Yes, yes.
0: <laughs> um, how? uh yeah the the last one was a bump from the rear going down roller coaster, which knocked out the top four places. Guy takes the win. That caused the bump. Of course he gets, I don't know if he got DQ'd sure. or something, but you know, then this, the eighth place guy ends up winning the race. Um, do you see a lot of that in, in that type of racing?
3: It What's cool with spec Miata is because there's usually so many cars every weekend, it gets its own class. It gets its own race. Okay. You know, we do multi-class racing and outside of the runoffs. We do multi-class racing. So, there'll be a bunch of classes all in the same race, just like you guys do. Oh, okay. Right. Um, but because there's so many cars in Spec Miata and in Spec Racer Ford, those two classes typically get their own race. Um, and what's fun with that is when you've got all Spec Miatas out there, you literally get those 10, 12, 15 car trains and you know, swapping a place here and there every every lap, first, second, third, back and forth, every single lap. And right down to the end of of who's going to make that last lap going into the last passing zone, you know, who puts their car in the right spot. Um, Lots of, of, well, um, very close drafting. Right. I I won't, I'm not allowed to call it bump drafting because that's technically illegal. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. That's, uh, that is, that is frowned upon. I'm not suggesting it doesn't happen.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's the Um, same with us. We don't allow it, but we see pictures of it happening
3: right right it's like we don't allow it not saying it doesn't happen yeah um but it's a lot of fun when you've got those single and then at the runoffs because every class gets their own race over at the runoffs you're getting that type of racing for all of our classes which is really kind of cool uh obviously there's no bump drafting in formula continental or formula v um that would be fun but um um but you know you're getting these big STU STL touring two three and four, you know fields that they get to big big races which they don't typically get to do throughout the year.
0: Now with the spec Miata, who's a, who's who's favored to win it this year?
3: Oh, I mean it could be anybody, there's right? 10, there's there's 10, there's ten there's ten drivers who are favored and twenty who could win. Oh, funny. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, that's really how close it is. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Does it come and, and there's. And there's 40 drivers who don't have a shot in hell.
0: Does it come down to to the car prep or they're all exactly the same?
3: I mean, technically they're all pretty damn close. You know, Um, you've got three or four prep prep shops who do a lot of who prep a lot of the cars. Um, But there's also a handful of guys who who um, who really could could, you know, just kind of privateer type stuff right and of course Mazda is a huge supporter of grassroots motorsports as you know yep um they've got their trailer here this week helping out their drivers um and uh um uh, um uh, you know I um yeah I I like I like Danny Stain you know he's he's gonna be up there up the front um I think Todd Todd's here. Todd Burris is here. Yeah. Um, this weekend. So, you know, we, we, we all know him from, from champ car fame and, um, uh, and we're using flagtronics here for the first time. Oh yeah,
0: that's right. Weekend.
3: So uh-huh. a couple of drivers have, have taken the time to do it. And I think it's going to be mandatory for our super tour races next year. I don't know if that's officially been announced yet.
0: Well, um, now. But I know
3: well, well, I know they're pointing in that direction. Right. I don't know that the final decisions think, were made. And
0: I said this before, I think they're taking the champ car route, which was don't require it. Let the adoption right. come. And once it gets to a certain threshold, then it's like, yeah, we'll make it required now because now that you have got, it's a, it's a competitive advantage.
3: Well, and, and they can be because we have this 10 race weekend, super tour series. Um, they can require it for that 10 races and once they do that they're going to get 40 or 50% right. or 60% of the drivers right off the bat um because if you want to come you're going to have to have it to play right and once you get 50 60% buy in then it's not hard to push it across the finish line um so it'll get there
0: do you know what the best part of flagtronics is no subscription no subscription well and, and it's
3: funny because when when we had um um, J- J- Jim, ba- Ballinger
0: oh Ballinger James Ballinger, yeah.
3: Ballinger James Ballinger and and Todd on, um the biggest question we got in the chat was are you going to make this a subscription service like laps or whatever right. the yeah. the transponder stuff was. And James was very, very yeah. adamant that he has zero plans to ever make this a subscription service. He did mention that there may be some features yeah. down the road which could be subscription based. Um, but the basic usage of it for the purposes of safety, um, he, he has vowed will never be a subscription service. Yeah. And so
0: I almost let something leak.
1: <laughs> it's an awesome system. Having yeah. it in the car. And having driven with it now and and understanding how it's working and what it does for control as well. It just, so many benefits that it's, yeah, it's awesome that we have it.
0: Yeah, for control, it's pretty cool because, we, you know, like when we go code 35, people, at one point, we were actually watching on the screen looking for speeders on their, on their, uh, on the little speedo that pops up. But now it logs it. And so we can yep. tell, okay, well they're going downhill. He went up to 40 miles an hour and you know, now he's come back down again or whatever the threshold we make it. And we can see exactly on track where everybody's doing it or if oh, that car I saw he he's got second place up there. He's moved up another, you know, quarter of a mile. Oh, black flag, sorry buddy. We saw your speed at 55 miles an hour. You know, no matter right. where it is on track. So and, and that's helped us out a ton. We've um, we had a fire this weekend. We were able to watch that car go off track and uh, we knew exactly where he was. And, yeah. you know, it's we can't see the fire on it, but we were able to say, hey, he stopped drivers left and, uh, you know, 30 feet from the stand and boom, there you go. So
3: what will be interesting for me to see is how long it takes the SECA to adopt whatever version of code 35 they choose to do, whether it's however they do it,
0: Right.
3: you know, because obviously there are variables that every, every series can choose to do. Maybe they do code 45. I don't know, whatever right. the case may be. But, well,
0: but, it seems um, to be yeah. like a, a FIA standard at code 60. So, and which is 35 miles an hour. So right. uh, I suspect in, in every, in the, 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 the tracks that use it have the flags already set up for, for 35. Um, right. And there's traveling uh flag companies and they're set up for thirty-five. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see. And I I am willing to bet they'll just stick with thirty-five since that's what everybody yeah. else is using. Yeah,
3: my, my, my question is how long will it be for them to actually get to that point?
0: Oh, because that's right. gonna
3: be a that's a sea change for, for the SECA. And it was a sea change for you guys, I'm guessing oh, too yeah. when you finally
0: Yeah. Now it, it allows oh. you to get back to racing much faster. Right. So would that and it and, and you're do you think that would help the SCCA with, you know, guys complaining about too many, too many things on track? Yes. And I didn't get, yeah, I didn't get enough seat time or.
3: Yes. Yeah. yeah. What, what, uh, what I'm hoping I can do is get some of the folks maybe from SCCA to show up at one of your events and, um and spend a little time in your race control and see it happen. Yeah. And they're welcome think... to
0: come out. Well, I have to ask Chelsea yeah. first, but they're welcome to come out.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm serious. Yeah. I, I think if they if they were to see it um, happen in real time, and 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 understand the benefits of it, and I also think this will also be driven by the the track safety teams. Yes, um, because those who have used it successfully, when they know Seca has Flagtronics, they're gonna I, demand. Probably is my guess that it be done this way. Um, so they might get the, the, the club might get pushed in that direction, whether, well, they're, whether well, they're ready to go or not.
0: Well, it's funny, uh, you know, New York, Watkins Glen, New York has specific right. laws and rules and what they can and can't do and hot polls and stuff. And they never did hot polls. Yep. So, um, you know, when, when we went there this year, we thought they were going to say no to our code 35s. They always wanted us, you know, Wait, you know, they they didn't want to do that. And they were all for it. And they were really surprised at how well it worked in our system because they had used that with another series in their system that they had. And this worked much better than that. And they loved it.
3: And and a big reason that this is happening right now is because Trans Am, which is still slightly loosely connected to the SCCA, Uses Flagtronics. Yeah. I believe they use Code Thirty Five.
0: Yep. Yep.
3: Um, and and that's how I believe how the discussion started.
0: Well, um, they so Trans Am, the person that's running that
3: uh, SRO. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He he actually came out and not you know well they came out and hung out with us at about four or five events to right. watch how we did how we did it right. and actually worked with us a couple of times and if you didn't right. know they're they're also working with with Pauly and I on our overlays and stuff. So, I mean, it's really yeah. some really cool stuff that they've helped us with. But yeah. they, you know, they were able to to see how it worked, get it fine tuned. And I'm told that since Flagtronics, there's been like this decrease in passing under yellows by a huge number, a huge number. Oh, sure. So um, interesting. because yeah,
3: now people have a pretty good chance of getting caught. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. So,
3: <laughs> you know, it's, uh, yeah, much more likely to get caught.
0: Yeah. And they're, and so, they're testing uh, it out at circle tracks too. So it's not just road racing. It's other tracks as well.
3: Right. The, the key though is, is like what you guys do is, is actually penalizing people when they get caught, you know? Yes. So, you so, know, catching them, knowing it happened and actually following through with the up is, is always the hard part.
0: We have actually started something new.
3: And I love this, by the way,
0: Chelsea um, has decided to, you know, if there's contact automatic lap or two laps, depending on the size of the track. So you're going to get penalized by laps. No more of this come into pit lane, sit there and talk to Jimmy and the whole bit. You're going to get an automatic lap uh, deduction, whatever it is. Yeah. If you're able to bring up video that proves your innocence we're able to give you back those laps. Right. So in the past we, d- we couldn't do that because it was like, we, you know, it's a, you know, we just kept you in, in pit lane for four, five minutes and 32 right. seconds. And then you had your exit and entry, you know, we had to figure that out and we could never hit it right. Cause you can't do it right. like that. We can only give you back laps. So, you know, you would never end up, you'd either, it, we, we wouldn't give you an advantage. We'd always give you the disadvantage, which was just not cool. So, Chelsea figured out a way right. to do it and it works. Holy cow, does it work! So, well, and,
3: and this is why I love it it's it's 100% reversible. Yeah. If yeah. it's wrong.
0: Now, you if, if you do something extremely stupid, we're going to bring you yeah. in and we're right, going to pull yeah. you out of the car and, yeah. you know, tie you down and tar and feather you or something to that effect. Right. That's in the official rule book. You can look it up.
3: <laughs> yeah. it's no, uh but, section two paragraph yeah. four subsection l yeah. t and uh t and f
0: yes yes at subsection a so yeah it's <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's it's uh it's and it worked it works we um you know we do you know we we will talk to you if you if you go off track a few times it's we're kind of going back old school with some of this stuff, because especially in the heat, because you still get the fact that somebody may not be performing properly out there and, you know, yeah, he's making dumb moves, but why is he making dumb moves? Is he dehydrated? Mm -hmm. You could save a guy's life, you know, so, right. Um, So we're doing that kind of
3: stuff. When you guys started doing that, I wondered how we could do that with sprint races, because obviously with a, with a, endurance race you can give the laps back and then you know you've got sometimes hours to make that decision but it also would work in a sprint race format because you could go back and give the laps back after the end of the race and 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 the driver would then just finish where the driver was supposed to finish yeah so um it does work it would happen after the checkered flag typically because you wouldn't be able to come up and show your evidence until the race was over um but um but it, it would work in that situation as well so
0: And we want to show that we do not require cameras. And we do, but, you know, you can't prove your innocence without a camera.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well, unless you have the other car has a camera.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah. And, and we've had that, you know, we, we knew an incident happened. Like we had a big wreck this weekend with a Miata and a Celica. Celica was leading the race and, um, one team was saying, "I don't know what the hell happened." All of a sudden, I'm in the air. <clears throat> the other team was saying, "I just got bumped," and another team said this. Well, yeah. we had a camera further back that told us a completely different story.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: So yeah. So. And we'll take it. You know, well, she's actually she's actually pretty damn good about that. The only problem is, you know, who has to do all the video review? You. I have a the computer that can do that kind of stuff but yeah no it's all right it's and and, and but it's good for us because we're learning so right yeah it's fun all right. so all right guys we've gone we've run over time eighteen minutes over time, but that's all right hey, awesome <clears throat> and Brian yeah, he, Brian's been flying since like oh dark thirty so
1: yeah he's like it it looks like you've like been up all day, Brian. <laughs> It, I'm a little, I'm a little pooped. <laughs> yeah.
0: I was gonna try and get down there to the runoffs, but I, because uh, it's just down the road for me, a couple hours, but yeah. I can't. Got to do some work tomorrow, and then we head off to Pittsburgh for the uh, Beaver River Grand Prix at Pit Race. Uh, there you go. I think we have fifty some cars ready for that one, or it's a lot. Um, yeah, start Saturday and Sunday. Come home, then I head out to Phoenix for some family yeah. time. And then we're nice. back to Road America a week later. Oh, so, yeah. And Timmy's going to be at that one. You got your car ready for that, Tim?
1: It'll be ready. he will be ready by then. The motor's out. I'm waiting for the new one.
0: <laughs> yeah. You you heard a motor during test or an engine during testing.
1: No, no. I hurt the motor at Gingerman. Oh, right, 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 right.
0: Yeah. It, yeah. Bearings. Right. Yeah.
1: And, well, it happens. Yeah, it does. But- Drivers may have saved that motor too. Thankfully, Antonio did a good job. He came in early, as soon as he heard it, he let off and posted it in pretty well. And yeah, yeah. might be able to save this one for a change. Cool. <laughs> and Brian, yeah. you're at
0: the uh SEC runoffs and you head home. And anything after that,
3: uh, we've got two more races at Buttonwillow at the end. Uh, uh one is in two weeks after the runoffs and then the other ones, the first weekend in November, but those are local home races. I only awesome. have to spend one night at the racetrack or maybe two at the most. Um, and uh, so, yeah, it's, it's like almost a vacation going up there.
0: Cool. All right, guys. So, and let uh, me
3: to end the show with the, with the words, Bill.
0: Yeah, go ahead.
3: Since I got him here. You got him. All right, that's going to do it for another episode of Inside Champ Car. If you like what you heard, subscribe to the podcast. You won't miss any episodes. It would also be great if you share it on your social media channels. Comment on the Champ Car Facebook page, especially if it's a good one. Bad ones, those go directly to Bill Strong. We have new episodes every week for Bill Strong and Timothy Elliott. I'm Brian Bolanski. You're listening to Inside Champ Car on the RaceWire Podcast Network and Champ Car Live on the YouTube. Have a great week, everybody.
0: Thanks, guys.